Bless Love the Lord. Hope Radio. Bless the Lord, saints of God. Bless the Lord. We just bless God for you on this morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. For I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into, and we're going to say the presence of the Lord. Thank you for joining us this morning. This is Elder Gloria Holloway, founding president of the Center of Renewal Ministries International you have tuned in to the Higher Design for Living Blog Talk Radio excuse me, broadcast. We thank God for Blog Talk Radio and we thank God for you, our listening audience. We are another voice crying in the wilderness for the saints of God to come up higher in the things of God, to see the things from God's perspective that he may show us things that must come and things we know not of. We give God glory this morning. We're going to start out, as always, giving a shout-out to uh, Pastor Fabian Tucker of In His Presence Ministries, located at 2725 10th Street Northeast in Washington, D.C. He holds his services every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at the entrance uh, is at, located at the Noyes Elementary School, and the entrance is on Franklin Street side of the building. And again, that's every Sunday at 10 a.m. We also thank God for Pastor Emmanuel Bayou of Christ Liberated Church at 2404 Queen Mitchell Road, Gabriel's, Maryland. Their services are held every Sunday at 10 a.m. And we bless God on tomorrow. We send out congratulatory 
uh, to uh, uh, Pastor Sheila Kill for the Love Fellowship Temple of Praise. They'll be having their first service on tomorrow at 11 a.m., and the address is 3900 Bexley Place, and that's B-E-X-L-E-Y, and that's the Upscale Ballroom in Suitland, Maryland. And so we pray that you will be able to join us on tomorrow for this most wonderful and an honored occasion. Another voice crying in the wilderness, another anointed and powerful woman of God, and all those that God has purposed to be with her in this branch of Zion. So we just bless God for what he's doing in her life and in the life of her family. In the mighty name of Jesus. And also on on Monday night, at 7.30 p.m., you can join her also uh, for the prayer line where she comes online in just such a powerful way, and God just moves in an awesome way. And and, uh, she's just, again, a powerful woman of God, and we refer to this prayer line as the hot, hot prayer line because God, the Holy Ghost, we know is a consuming fire, and he just moves by his spirit. Spirit on this prayer line. And to join us, please call in on 218-936-4700. That's 218-936-4700. The passcode is 2092-2406. 2092-2406. And we bless God again on every every morning at 6 a.m., really starting at 5.50 a.m., if you have any special prayer requests, you want to call in at 5.50 a.m. We go into the throne room at 6 a.m., and that's every day, seven days a week, 6 a.m., and that's on the IHP House of Prayer line. And, again, God just moves in such a powerful way. I cannot think of a better way to just Start your day to ensure the peace and the joy of the Lord and have a fruitful day to the glory of our Lord. And again, by joining Pastor Fabian Tucker, excuse me, and to join us, you want to call in on 270-696-1555, And the access code is 554-0309. 5540309 and then we send in a shout out to Pastor Prophetess Jacqueline Morse and that's every Thursday for the Real Life Ministries International the powerful living prayer line and again we refer to this as the radical radical prayer line with God again the radicalness of our God because we know that we serve a progressive and a mighty God and we just know that each and every time we we come together, God just takes us higher and higher and moves in just a powerful and awesome way. So to join us, please call in, and that's every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Please dial 218-862-6789, 218-862-6789. And the access code is 919-873, 919 And then we just have a couple more that we want to send a shout-out to, and that is to uh, Minister Sarah Branch, and she gives us every day a daily dose of encouragement. And to get that daily dose, uh, you want to call in on 855-466-7872, 855 
excuse me, four six six seven eight seven two. And the blessed thing about this, you can call as many times during the day as you like. Anytime you feel you need to be encouraged and inspired, then you want to call in. Again, the number is 855-466-7872. And certainly last but not least is Prophetess Hartfield out of Atlanta, Georgia, for the Global Intercessory Prayer Ministry, and this is another prayer ministry where you can go on the line every day, and that's at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and even late at night, going into the midnight hour sometimes, except for Wednesday night at 11 p.m., except Wednesday night and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And again, you talking about having church. We truly have church. So I just bless God for this angel, Prophetess Hartfield. And to call in on that uh, prayer line, you want to call in on 507 726-4240-507-726-4240. The access code is 100087-100087. And we just bless the Lord for all those that God has purposed to do great and mighty work for his kingdom. And we know all of us that are saved, that believe on the Lord Jesus Christ have been called to do great and mighty works for his kingdom, to his glory, to his honor, for the edification of the body of Christ. So we just thank the Lord for all of those that we have sent a shout-out to this morning, and I truly thank God for divine connections. Hallelujah. So let us have a word of prayer, and then we're just going to go on and let the Holy Spirit just have his way. Hallelujah. Father, we just give you glory, honor, and praise this morning. We just magnify you. We glorify you. We lift up your holy and precious name. For you alone, God, are truly worthy of all the honor and all the glory. And we just thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah to your name, O oh God. We magnify you. We glorify you. We thank you, Lord. For you alone are worthy, O oh God, worthy of all the honor and all the glory. We thank you for this another opportunity, Lord God, to be your mouthpiece, to speak on behalf of your people. And we just bless you for it right now in Jesus' mighty name. So, Lord, just have your way, Holy Spirit, have your way. To you be all the glory and the honor. And we pray even now that you will seal this word, this teaching, and the hearts of us, your people, that we may go forth in the fullness of the power of your spirit even throughout this day, and that we not miss any assignment, that we not miss anything that you have purposed and ordained for us. So I pray even now for the spirit of discernment to be even greater within us, your people, that we will, will know and do according to your will and your way, that we are in agreement with you, Lord, that your will be done on earth as it is already done on heaven, in heaven, Lord God. So have your way in this broadcast. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you and we thank you for being in the midst of us even now. For you said when we come together, two or three come together, Lord, in your name, that you are in the midst. So though we may not be together physically, we are together on this on this prayer, on this uh, uh, broadcast line this morning, and we thank you even now because we know that there is no distance in the spirit. 
So we bless you, O oh God, for having your way. And even for those that will listen later on, O oh God, we just thank you for every caller, O oh God, for every everyone that has taken the time to listen, O oh God, to what you have to say, that we may come up higher in you, that you may show us those things that must come, that must be. And we bless you for the revelation of your truth even now in the mighty and precious name of Jesus. Lord, we just love you today. We give you glory, honor, and praise. In the mighty and blessed name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank the Lord. We are talking about this morning, hallelujah, a thief called deception. A thief called deception is our topic this morning. And we're going to be coming out of Second Samuel. We've been in Second Samuel a few times uh, uh, previously, but we're going to come and we're going to talk about Mephibosheth again because he is a very good example of what God is speaking and who God chooses to use as an example for the body of Christ. Again, a thief called deception, and that's um, we're going to go from Second Samuel. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, 19, starting at verse 19, Second Samuel, chapter 19, I'm sorry, chapter 19, starting at verse 24, Second Samuel 19, and this is our focus scripture, uh, uh, verse 24 to 26, but we're going to read um, uh, Second Samuel 19, uh, 24 through 31. And uh, and then we are also going to read Second uh, Samuel uh, twenty one verse one. Well, verse one and two. So again, Second Samuel uh, chapter nineteen, verse twenty four through thirty one, and then Second uh, Samuel. Chapter 21, verse 1 and 2. And, uh, you know, previously we, we, we came out of Second Samuel 9, verse 4 and 5. And, um, uh, and this is um, uh, when, when uh, remember, when the Sibosheth the was living with a family who represented, and this is, this is just paraphrasing or summarizing, Chapter uh, nine, verse four and five, where we talked about Mephibosheth and how he was living with a family that represented destruction and desolation, and we said too that uh, in his own way, Mephibosheth had entered into pride because of his disappointment in life, and how his life uh, did not represent the life of an heir of the throne. As a matter of fact, it was it was just the opposite. opposite. And it, and it was even so that his servants were even better off than he was. And like many of us, uh, we also said that he was in a place that represented, uh, was pastoralist. In other words, it was dead, it was dry, it was a lifeless place. It was a place that was considered a place of lack, a place of nothing. And it also appeared that God had forgotten about Mephibosheth or how Sometimes we think that because we're in a dead, dry place that God has forgotten about us uh, um, and that we are, you know, destined to stay there, but we know that that, that is never God's plan for his people. And even in the case of Mephibosheth, that was not God's plan. 
but, you know, many have resolved to the idea and just have decided to just really set up camp. But, again, God is always telling us to come up higher, you know, in, in the things of God and the way that we think and the purpose of that he has purposed for each one of us. And many times we also said, too, how the enemy will whisper lies to us and, and, and because he wants us to live a life of destruction and desolation and despair. And uh, sometimes we allow these issues and situations and how things are or are not uh, to cripple us and to keep us from going forward in the things of God. And so, you know, God has sent me to tell you today that this is not the end that you are in as prepared place, but a place of abundance, a place of life, a place that is flourishing, that is full of the purpose and plan of God. Because we know, too, that, that God is faithful to do just what he said. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, again, we just thank God for this word today. Um, you know, again, the, the thief called deception. So we know the enemy will use people to deceive us, and he will, he will, he will you know, try even to deceive us or try to get us to be to deceive ourselves really. And if we if we're not honest with ourselves then we can be very easily deceived by the spirit. And this spirit is again the spirit of deception. The spirit will lie to us and it will lie on you and it will lie to you and it'll have you lying on yourself. But this teaching is to help us to identify those who are lying on us, God will reveal those things and the lies that we've been telling ourselves, in other words, the excuses that we're making uh, as to why we're not doing and going with God as purpose. So, again, I declare and decree today that you will make up your mind before this broadcast is over and even throughout the remainder of this day by, 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 by the Holy Spirit. He will reveal those things that need to be revealed in Jesus' name, and he will give you the wisdom as to how you can move forward. So, we again, we just bless God today because, again, many of God's people have been and are being deceived by those who are supposed to be there to encourage us, to to fulfill our, de our divine destiny, and that there are those that will try to run ahead of us and, and lie on us and hinder us and stop us from receiving the blessings of God from coming into our lives. And then you have to ask yourself, are you sure you're not sleeping with the enemy? Have you been duped? Have you been bamboozled? Uh, uh, is it your best friend? Is it your right hand? Is this person being controlled by the spirit of deception? Because we know that this thief uh, will get you to depend on them and get you to believe that, that they are there for you and, and, and that uh, all the time they're, you know, they're really planning to take your place and planning to, and we know it's really not possible, but there's some people who want to try to steal your anointing or, or be like you or do what you're doing and, and receive that which the glory that God has purposed for your life that they will have it for their lives. But God is saying that is not so. God is saying no way. So if this sounds familiar to you in any kind of way, know that God is here to intervene on your behalf. So let's look at Second uh, Samuel 19, starting with verse 24. And it says that Mephibosheth, the son of Saul, 
came down to meet the king, and had neither dressed his feet nor trimmed his beard, nor washed his clothes from the day the king departed until the day he came again in peace. And it came to pass when he was come to Jerusalem to meet the king, that the king said unto him, Wherefore wentest not with me, Mephibosheth? And he answered, My lord, O king, my servant deceived me, for my servant said, I will saddle me an ass that I may ride thereon and go to, to go to the king, because thy servant is lame. And he slandered thy servant unto thy lord the king. But the lord the king is an angel of God. Do therefore what is good in thine eyes. For all of my father's house were dead, but dead men before my lord the king. Yet didst thou set thy servant among them that did eat at thine own table. What right therefore have I to cry any more unto the king? And the king said unto him, Why speakest thou any more of thy matters? I have said, Thou and Ziba divide the land. And Mephibosheth said unto the king, Yea, let him take, excuse me, take all, for as much as my lord the king is again in peace unto his own house. And then 31, And Barzaliah the Gileadite, Gileadite came down from Rogalim and went over Jordan with the king to conduct him over Jordan. So I'm going to read, excuse me, read this again in the, from the New Living Translation. Now, Mephibosheth saw the grandson came down from Jerusalem to meet the king. He had not cared for his feet, trimmed his beard, or washed his clothes since the day the king left Jerusalem. Why didn't you come with me, Mephibosheth? The king asked him. Mephibosheth replied, My lord, the king, my servant Ziba deceived me. I told him, Saddle my donkey so I can go with the king. For as you know, I am crippled. Ziba has slandered me by saying that I refuse to come. But I know that, excuse me, my lord, the king, is like an angel of God. So do what you think is best. All of my relatives and I could only all my relatives and I could only could expect only death from you, my Lord, but instead you have honored me by allowing me to eat at your own table. What more can I ask? You said enough, Ziba said enough, David replied. I decided that you and Ziba would divide your land equally between you. And then Mephibosheth said, Give him all of it. I am content just to have you safely back again, my lord the king. Barzillai and Gilead had come down from Rogaland to escort the king across the Jordan. He was very old, about 80, and wealthy. He was one who had provided food for the king and his stay in Mahimam. And he said, come across with me and live in Jerusalem. The king said to Barzillai, I will take care of you. And, of course, Barzillai refused and he chose to stay to where he was. So I really read up to um, verse 33. <coughs> Excuse me. So um, David is coming back from the war that he had, um, you know, with the, the, the fight against with his son and all of those, and he had called out for uh, his son Absalom was trying to take his kingdom, and there were many that went with King David to fight this battle against his son Absalom. And uh, 
you know, you could you could see a whole lot in this, you know, as far as Mephibosheth's actions. You know, he blames his crippledness, but I don't really believe, and and the the scripture insinuates that that really was not the case, even though he was crippled. But there could have been some resentment there. There could have been uh, 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 just you know him using his crippledness or his handicap as an excuse um, to not go with David for whatever his reasons were. He did not do what the king expected him to do. And and we see that the the Lord is wanting to use this in this teaching this morning as an example to us. God is expecting us to do certain things, and again, we can we can use excuses about our handicap, <clears throat> excuse me, and about our shortcomings and what have you. But is that really the reason why we are not doing what it is God has purposed for us to do? So. Again, you know, David is asked, was asking uh, Mephibosheth, you know, why why didn't he go with him? Why wasn't he there? And he knew he was, if, if, if King David really felt like this was, <clears throat> excuse me, a reason or an excuse for him not to be there, he would not have expected him to be there. He did not uh, uh, expect <clears throat> the um, Mephibosheth's lameness to stop him from being supportive of the king because the king expected his subjects and those, especially those that he went out of his way to bless, to uh, be there and be supportive for him. And so he's asking him this, where is he, or where was he, and why wasn't he there? And so uh, even with Mephibosheth's answer, obviously it was not satisfactory to uh, David. And, excuse me, and, and you know, it reminds me of, of, of the scripture in Genesis when uh, Adam and Eve had, had eaten from the forbidden tree and they realized that they were naked. And uh, Adam, God asked Adam, where was he? Even though we know that, that God knew where Adam was because God is all-knowing. Uh, this question is also that kind of question where even though David and his humanist, he did not really know why Mephibosheth did not do what he expected him to do. But God is asking us today, you know, where are you and why aren't you where I said that you are supposed to be? And God is he, he's waiting for our response. Even though he knows the answer, he's waiting for our response. And, and that, he wants to hear our response. He wants to hear how we're going to answer him. But he also wants us to hear our response. He also wants us to know where we are and whether or not we, too, are making excuses or whether or not we, too, are allowing ourselves to be deceived. And so this was uh, his chance to confess and repent and to move into uh, the fullness of his destiny. I believe that if he had been honest that, that, that David would have allowed him to keep that which he purposed for him because David's main purpose from it all from the beginning was to keep his promise, his covenant, the agreement that he had made with his father, uh, Jonathan. And so I believe, too, that is why he decided to split it and rather than just giving it on to Ziba. But, <clears throat> excuse me, when we look back at the scripture where um, um, Mephibosheth um, 
of Sarugaziba met with the king and and uh, uh, lied on uh, lied on Mephibosheth. If I could find that. Yes, that's in Second um, uh, Samuel 16, chapter 16, uh, starting with verse three. Um, and this is this is the scripture where it, it talks about the fact of, of Ziba's response when David asked him, "Where is Mephibosheth, Saul's grandson?" And the king, that's what David asked him, and he said he stayed in Jerusalem. And he said, "Today I will get back to you." And, and said, "This is what supposedly Mephibosheth said to Ziba." He stayed in Jerusalem. Ziba replied. And he said, Mephibosheth said, today I will get back the kingdom of my grandfather Saul. And then in that case, the king told Ziba, I give you everything Mephibosheth owns. And then Ziba said, I bow before you. May I always be pleasing to you, my lord, the king. So here is is somebody that's supposed to be Mephibosheth's uh, servant, and he's the one also that that King David, after he found uh, uh, Mephibosheth, told Ziba that he is supposed to serve him with all of his household. So he has the command to serve uh, Mephibosheth and treat him as though he is going the royalty that he really is, even though he doesn't see himself that way, because we know through the scripture that he considered himself a dead dog. Um, but even so, David did not see him in that way, and David did not want him treated that way. So again, we we have a a uh, parallel here or correlation where God is using again in the scripture. We can use the principles from this and to say how God sees us as royalty, regardless of how we may see ourselves. God doesn't see us as paupers or dead dogs, but God sees us as royalty. He sees us as joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. He sees us as his righteousness, as his glory. He sees us as justified and just as we had never sinned. So God sees us in a whole nother light because he sees us through the clothes. Because we're clothed in the righteousness of God and we're covered in the blood of Jesus and he sees us as he sees the Lord Jesus. So when we look at this scripture, David is still seeing Mephibosheth as the king's son, as an heir to the throne. So when we look at, at verse 24, uh, you know, the question came to my mind, did, did Mephibosheth really intend to go with David? Uh, because he wasn't prepared to go with David. You know, it said that he hadn't combed his hair, he hadn't trimmed his nails, his feet was dirty, he was in no condition. And it said that he was like that from the day that David left to go to battle to the day that David returned. So that doesn't sound like anybody is really prepared to go anywhere. So again, you know, there's time of there is a time in our process of of preparation for what God has purposed for us, and so we have to be prepared. We have to be dressed. We have to be ready. We have to be groomed. You know, spiritually groomed, and of course physically groomed. But we're talking about spiritually here. We have to be spiritually groomed. So is everything in place? Is our house in order? Are we really prepared? to go where God has purposed for us to go. And we know that part of that preparation is, you know, whether or not our mindset has been changed 
that we are able to receive the revelation of what God has purposed for our lives. Uh, um, and, and again, this is part of the, the preparation that we, we put on the mind of Christ, that we think according to the word of God. So again, are we dressed? Are we ready to go where God has purposed for us to go? Are we dressed to hear what God is saying to us? And having a, a, the mind of God and, and being able to realize and walking in the spirit that we are not deceived by people. And we're not deceived even by our own flesh, because many times we blame the enemy, we blame others, and, and just as as, as Mephibosheth blamed Ziba uh, for his not being there and blames his handicap for him not being there, God knows all about our handicap, just like David knew about uh, uh, Mephibosheth's handicap. And, and God is saying, whatever your shortcoming is, whatever your handicap is, I mean, if you're like Moses to say you got a stutter, or if you're like uh, Jeremiah saying that you're too young, uh, 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 if you if you like, uh, I think Isaiah, I think he had an excuse, but many of us have excuses. But God says, I know about these shortcomings. I know that you you get anxious when you have to get up and speak. I know that uh, uh, you haven't, you know, have the degrees that you think you need to have to be able to do what I called you to do. I know you feel like you don't have the experience or you feel inadequate, you know, but then he also says in his word that where we are weak, then he is strong. And that's why Jesus said, I send you a comforter. I send you the Holy Spirit because he will endue you with power for more on high. And we find that in, in, uh, in the book of Acts where, you know, the day of Pentecost where the Holy Spirit uh, came upon the disciples, the then later to be apostles. But the same with us. God is saying, you have my precious Holy Spirit. So you don't have an excuse. Whatever your shortcomings are, the Holy Spirit is here to help you. He's your help, the helper, the paraclete, the one who walks along beside you. He's the one who enables you to be and to do according to my will and my way. He's the one that empowers you because you're not doing it in your own strength anyway. You're doing it because of my power that lives on the inside of you. And that is all of that kingdom has come. But not only has it come, it's not only a it's in you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So we just bless God for what he is speaking even today to our hearts that we can go forward. Though there will be people that will come into our lives that are there to deceive us and there to try to steal that which God has purposed for us, but they don't really know that they can't really do that. They can try it, and and they can try to get in on whatever they think they're getting into, but it's it's not working because God is in control. Amen. Amen. So again, we just we just bless God for for how He's moving on behalf of His people even today. And again, God is is asking us, and we look at verse twenty five of Second um, uh, Samuel nineteen, verse twenty five, and where He's 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 asking and He's asking Him why didn't He come with Him? And again, uh, you know, we're being without excuse, and how Mephibosheth used that as an excuse, his handicap as an excuse. And so in 26, it, um, it is supposed that Zibalad on Mephibosheth, so again, 
uh, when you're blaming people for your missing whatever the assignment is, whatever God has purposed for you to do, again, we do not have an excuse because we have the power of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us that we're able to go forth into the fullness of what God has purposed. So, again, uh, uh, the thief of deception, the thief of deception, how we are, uh, are easily deceived and, and a lot of times because we do use our shortcomings as an excuse and how we view ourselves that we are uh, willing to compromise or settle for less than what God has purposed for each one of us. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I, I, you know, when I was uh, studying on this uh, topic, this, this, I thought about um, the people who was in my life a few years ago, where really when I, uh, before I even received my calling to, um, well, no, I had received it because I was having my first prayer breakfast and I had asked a friend to, uh, preached the uh, message during the prayer breakfast, and and they agreed to do it. And they were at you know this church where I my home church where I had left recently left out had released me from, um, but um, and so this is a person that I had grown to respect and to love dearly, and I as as I viewed as a friend in the Lord, and looked at as really as a, a big sister in the Lord, you know, and. And so anyway, I had the utmost respect for this person, and I was excited. And so, you know, I'm, I'm preparing my first prayer breakfast, and they agreed to preach the word for me. And I knew, you know, without a doubt that they flowed in the anointing. So I'm just excited that this is going to be just awesome. And uh, so anyway, um, they agreed to do the uh, to to come and preach for the message for the prayer breakfast. And two weeks. Before the prayer breakfast, they called and said they could not do it. Now, before I got the phone call, I had a dream. And um, from what I remember of the dream, because this was some years ago, um, there in the dream there was, um, well, there was a couple of things that had happened in the dream, but one of them in particular was a dream of this pig. Well, it was a car, but it looked like a pig. And the reason I knew it was a pig was because of the, it had the little squiggly tail on the end and something else. And, and it was a big pink car and um, uh, in, in the dream when I, when I, when I awakened and, and the Lord revealed to me that there was going to be a, a big deception. There were some other things that happened that was a part of this deception, but he was letting me know that I was being deceived by this person. Um, and so anyway, the person called and and reneged on their promise to uh, preach for the prayer breakfast. And so I'm thinking, you know, i got two weeks, you know, um, who am I going to get to uh, preach this message? And I heard the Lord say to me, you're going to preach it. And I'm like, I've never preached before. I'm not going to do this. But, again, those were my excuses at the time. But the Lord assured me that he had equipped me because, you know, nothing catches God by surprise. We may be deceived and um, uh, we may uh, wonder if we can really do what it is God has, has called us to do. 
But again, just just as with, with Moses and all the prophets when he called them and, and the different ones that had their excuses, uh, God let them know that he had already formed, like I think it was uh, Jeremiah, he said, I already formed you, I already knew you, even from your mother's womb. And so it's the same thing with us. God already knew us. He knew already that we were capable, that we would be able to do it because of what he has equipped, how he has equipped us. So anyway, um, I ended up doing the uh, preaching the message, and God was just blessed. He just blessed us in such a powerful way. And uh, uh, so again, how, you know, we think we can't do something, but God is letting us know even today that we are able to do exceeding abundantly above all because of the power of the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us. And so when we look at verse 27 and we look at the principle in that and, and we see that, that um, Mephibosheth was trying to manipulate David and his thinking about the situation, and sometimes that's the same thing with us. You know, we try to manipulate God, and God is all-knowing. He knows everything. So there's no way that we can manipulate him. There's no way that we can control him. There's no way that we can fool him because, again, he knows everything. And so in, in verse 28, we see where Mephibosheth was willing to compromise. He was willing to settle. You know, so when David said what he did to him uh, about splitting the the uh, 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 the blessing, the land, he, he so willingly agreed to it. But but God is saying to us today, don't be willing to compromise. Don't allow that spirit of deception to steal what he has purposed for you. Don't allow that spirit, whether the enemy is using you against yourself or whether the enemy is using somebody else against you or not, just, just don't allow the enemy to deceive you. Because, again, there are going to be many people that, 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 that pay attention and see how God is moving in your life. They recognize the anointing that is on your life, and they're going to try to move in and take over in that place where God has purpose for you. But, but you don't have to accept that. And, and even in this situation, I believe, just as with God, that, that David would have given all back to um, Mephibosheth, realizing that Ziba had lied if um, Mephibosheth had been honest and repented. And so God is saying the same thing to us today. You know, if we settled, if we compromised, if we've allowed the spirit of deception to keep us from fulfilling what God has purposed for us, it doesn't have to stay that way. We don't have to yield to that spirit of deception. And if we have yielded to it and not realized that we were being deceived or, or just gave into it and used our, our handicap as an excuse for giving into it, God is saying even to us today that we have another chance. It's not just a second chance, but another chance to be able to fulfill that which he has purposed for us. So we don't want to be so quick to give up and to settle and, and, and you know, just, just ask God for forgiveness and, and he'll give us another chance. And But we're to, to fight for that which God has purposed for us. We don't just yield to that lion spirit, that spirit of deception, that spirit of thievery that wants to take what God says. We know that the enemy 
comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And God has given us the discernment of spirits so that we are able to know what spirit is in operation in others as well as within ourselves. So we don't want to yield to that. We don't want to give in to that. We want to be able to go ahead and allow God to move in our lives in the way that God has purposed so that we not just fulfill or receive some of what God has purposed, but all of what God has purposed, and that we see ourselves through the eyes of God, that we see ourselves as as a workmanship that God is not ashamed of, and, and knowing that whatever God starts, he will complete it, he will fulfill it, and that we are to trust and depend in on him, knowing that he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. So we don't want to yield to that spirit of deception. We don't want to yield to and not uh, uh, acknowledge those that we know are trying to deceive us, those that, those that we know are trying to steal what God has purposed for us. And God will give us the wisdom and the love and the know-how and how to deal with people who are operating in that spirit of deception. And if we are the ones that, we are, that, that, that the enemy is using against ourselves, then all we have to do is repent that we've even allowed that spirit of deception to deceive us, to lie to us, to tell us the contrary to what God has spoken, to cause us to see other than what God has said for us to see and what God has shown us. Because God will, will give you visions, he'll give you dreams, he'll He'll have give you words of prophecy through others and confirmation of those words and, and, and that we are to believe that and he gives us that vision that we are to keep before us and, and though we said though the vision uh tarry, it shall come to pass because you know we talked about before that appointed time that God God has for that event to take place. So we're not to allow that lion spirit, that spirit of deception, to keep us from fulfilling that which God has purposed for us. So we want to go to the Lord even today as, as you're listening to this teaching. If you see where you sit anywhere in any of what I have said thus far, then it's time for you to repent. It's time for you to ask God's forgiveness for allowing yourself to be duped, to be bamboozled by that spirit of deception. And, again, it doesn't matter whether it's you deceiving yourself or whether somebody else is deceiving you. There's a spirit of deception. And if you yielded to that spirit, then you want to. You want to repent even now that God and ask God's forgiveness that you are able to move forward into the fullness of what God has purposed. So, again, you know, that thief called deception. That thief called deception. And, and God is saying to us today to no longer be deceived, no longer accept and receive the lies of the enemy, no longer receive those lies that you told yourself or those lies that you've embraced from somebody else over the years and that you've taken over the word of God. He said, casting down those imaginations and those high things that we, those things that we exalt above the knowledge of God. When you know who God is, then you know even the more who you are. And if we're made in his image, then we're to know that we are like him. And that is through the power of the Holy Spirit. 
spirit that we're able to do whatever it is that God has purposed because, again, it's not by our power nor is it by our might, but it is all by the spirit of the Lord that we are able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. So we want to be able to move in the fullness of what God has purposed for us, no longer allowing the enemy to lie to us, no longer lying to ourselves and binding that spirit. Even now I bind that spirit of deception that is lying to you right now, that is lying to me right now, and we're walking forth into the fullness of God's purpose and his plan for us in the name of Jesus. So we just give God the glory for even opening our eyes even now to that which the enemy has purposed against us. But we know, too, that the enemy is under our feet, so that spirit of deception is under our feet in the name of Jesus, that he he who steals will not be able to steal anymore in Jesus' mighty name. So some of the things that the Lord placed on my heart to say to you, that that things that you must do to hold on to your blessing or to regain your blessings, because, again, God will give you another chance. He'll open up another door. He'll make another way because he knows that you'll have a heart to serve him. He knows that you have a heart to do that which he has purposed for you to do. So God, he's long-suffering. He's patient. He, he knows He knows our heart, and, and he also knows our weaknesses and our shortcomings. So he continues to give us chance after chance after chance. And we, we see that in our own lives, and we see it throughout the Bible from all the way from the beginning of Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation, how many times God has given us chance after chance. And so God is giving us even another chance today. So so the first thing we want to do is dress, be dressed with the garment of praise because the word of God says God inhabits the praises of his people. And so when then God, when we're in God's presence, when we, he's around us and in us and he's moving on our behalf, then we know that we are able to do exactly what he said. And then we are to appreciate and honor the calling and the anointing on our lives. In other words, you want to protect to your anointing, and you protect your anointing by recognizing it and appreciating it and, and allowing God to, to use you in the way that he has, and the purpose for the anointing, recognizing the purpose for the anointing and allowing God to use you to fulfill his purpose in the earth. And then the second thing is we want to be discerning, uh, uh, again, knowing who is with you. You know, my prayer has been all the more, Lord, show me the heart of the people because God knows our heart. He knows our heart better than we know our heart. And so I want to know people by their spirit. I don't want to know them by their flesh. Yeah, I can see what you're showing me on the outside, but what's really in your heart? What spirit is really driving you, moving you? What's your motivation for what you're doing in my life? Is it a spirit of deception? Is it that lying spirit? Is it that a spirit that wants to take over that or keep me from fulfilling the purpose of God? So 
<laughs> excuse me, even those spirits that 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 I may allow to come in and 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 allow to uh, 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 get me off track and and whatever spirit is driving me, I have to ask myself, what's my motivation when I go to do something? What's my motivation? What's my reason? And if my reason is anything other than glorifying God and being a blessing and edifying the body of Christ, then I know that there is another spirit that's operating in me. So I want God to show me my heart because, you know, pride pride will blind you, pride will lie to you, pride will keep you from seeing who you really are and what's really going on in your spirit, man. So, so even today we want to be honest with ourselves, honest with God, and honest with others. And again, not not I don't want to. I can you know we can see what's going on in the flesh, and people are acting different ways. But again, what's really behind what they're doing? And then we want to thirdly, we want to put on the mind of Christ. We want to think according to the Word of God, and 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 that Word that prepares us to receive the blessings, the revelation, the truth of God's Word for our lives. And then four, uh, being in a position of obedience. We want to be obedient to whatever it is God is speaking because if I'm in that position of praise and, and also in a position of worship, then I'm going to hear what God is saying. But then not only he said we're not only to be a hearer of the word, but we are to be a doer of the word. So we have to be ready to serve, you know, because God is looking for those that are not only available but are willing because you can be available and not willing or you can be willing and not available. So we must be both. We must be available, surrendered, yielded to God, and willing to do whatever it is he tells us to do. And then we want to have a heart of repentance. You know, when we see the error of our ways and how we've allowed ourselves to be duped and bamboozled, whether it's by ourselves or by somebody else, but we want to we want to have a repentant heart and be surrendered again and yielded to the will of God. And then six, uh, we don't want to give up or give in. Sometimes he said the violence taken by force. We want to fight for that which God has purpose for us. We don't want to yield or give in to the enemy or give in to whatever our shortcomings are, our weaknesses are, or our lack of whatever it is we feel like we don't have enough of. We don't want to use that as an excuse because we know that when God has purpose for us to do something, he will provide that which we need. So giving up is not an excuse. Uh, compromising is not an excuse. Uh, it's not an option, I'm sorry. And compromising is not an option. Giving up is not an option. Giving in is not an option. Sometimes we have to be violent. Sometimes we have to pull out all the stops. If whatever you're doing right now is not uh, causing you to be able to go forward, then you got to to take it up another notch. You got to do something else. You got to increase whatever you're doing. If you're praying, then you keep praying even more. If you're fasting, fast even more. If you're in that quiet place with the Lord, then be even more in that quiet place. If you're showing love, then you may need to show even more love. If you're being patient, you may need to be even more patient. Whatever it is you're doing, if you do feel like you're doing all the right things, then you may need to increase it. Then sometimes it's just the timing of God where we just have to be patient. 
expectation and wait on the Lord. So, again, it's knowing where you are, what season you're in, what it is God is speaking to you, and what he's saying that he wants for your life even now, that you know exactly where you are. Because God is not a God of confusion. He's not a God of confusion. And he said he will let us know whatever it is he has purposed to do, and all the more for your particular life, my particular life. God is going to let us know what it is and where we are at this particular time. And, and again, and I have this number seven, but not necessarily a seven, uh, we want to serve God uh, um, uh, and thank him for even that second chances and more chances if necessary. And just to know that it's not too late. It is not too late. We can still go forward to fulfill whatever it is God has purposed, whatever your inheritance is, whatever your blessings are, whatever the promises of God is for your life, then you are able to receive those things. And, and again, if, if, if whatever you're believing for has not happened, then, you know, there have been times when, when the Lord has let me know, you know, if there's I'm looking for a specific time or something. It got, sometimes God will give you a specific time, and then sometimes he'll tell you just to wait. In other words, when he say wait, it doesn't mean you sit and twiddle your thumbs. It means that you, you continue to serve. You continue to do that which he has already told you to do. You continue to stand on the word that he's given you, continue to believe and trust in him and the vision that he has placed before you. And whatever that next step is and you coming into that secret place and hearing what he has to say, then he'll let you know each time when you need to take that next step. But we as a people have stopped, have got to stop allowing the enemy to deceive us, that enemy that, that again, Many times the enemy will use people to stop us and block us because God will show us signs sometimes. He'll warn us sometimes, and, and sometimes we don't see because we don't want to see or, or because we want something our way and because it's, it's, God is not showing us what we want to see and somebody else is showing us what we want to see, what our flesh wants to see, what our flesh would gratify our flesh, then we'll go with that rather than go with what God has purposed for us. You know, many times the journey is long, just like with the Israelites. God sent them in the wilderness, <clears throat> excuse me, but he wanted to test their hearts to show them where they were and all of that. But And God does the same thing with us. But sometimes God will take us on a journey, and where it may can be a short path for somebody else, God may tell you you have to go all the way around what we refer to as Robin Hood's barn. And, you know, again, you know, God deals with me in dreams many times, and that was one of the things that he had spoken to me and showed me in dreams and in visions that, that I would have to take the long way around, you know. You know, sometimes we want to take those shortcuts, but many times when we take that shortcut, we run into the enemy, and the enemy will 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 either you know take us out or just stop and block us all the way until we get back on the path where God has purpose for us. 
So in this particular dream, I knew that I could not go and take that shortcut. I had to take the long way around. And and in the dream, there was a uh, a, a man that that looked like he was, you know, one of the um, insecticide people, pesticides or whatever. And anyway, he had gone. He was coming back the way that I was going, but he had gone before me and sprayed, you know, this stuff like the insects or whatever. And that was I had to walk on this little, and it was a narrow path. The correlation between that and the path that. We, as the body of Christ, have to take. He said the way is narrow, the way that we have to go, but the way to hell is broad. So I had to walk on this narrow path because I was going in the way that God had purposed for me to go, and it was a longer way than I really wanted to go. But I wanted to go in the way, in the dream, I wanted to go in the way that God had purposed. So God was letting me know it's going to be longer than the way you want to go, but this path and stay on this path of, of uh, even though it's narrow, even though it's longer, stay on this path. So God is saying to us today, no longer be deceived, no longer listen to the lies of the enemy, no longer listen to the lies of your flesh, no longer allow yourself to be deceived that you uh, end up giving up much of what God has purposed for your life. Don't be like Mephibosheth and still see yourself in the eyes of the, through the lies of the enemy, but see yourself as he sees you, that you may give him the glory that's due his name and that you will fulfill the purpose and plan that he has for your life. So we bless God today. We thank you for joining us on on the Higher Design for Living Radio broadcast. God, that you, uh, we pray, God, that you have been blessed and God has spoken something to you. And we just give you, give God the glory for you. And we bless God for you. And we thank you for joining us. And we pray that you will join us again on next week. To God be all the glory. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to your name, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless God. We bless God for you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So join us again on next week, and again, to God be all the glory. We pray even now that God will feel this word in your heart, that you may move forward in the fullness of that which God has purposed, not giving in, not yielding, not surrendering to the lies, but living according to the word of God and his divine purpose. We thank you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come up higher. Come up higher. Come up higher. Come up higher. After this I looked, and behold, the door was open in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were.